This is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash with former Department of Justice Tax Division trial attorney Mark Milton and the Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll and ride. Wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cat and drive. Stealing. All right, yeehaw, Smash. You're listening yeehaw. to the Mark Milton Show. With you, the Smash, and Hi there. Solly, who's been demoted to producer Dave again due to his tardiness. We're gonna oh, we're gonna make him earn, you, earn that name, Solly. <laughs> He's <laughs> got to earn his name. Oh, <laughs> Solly on edge this morning. Tough, huh? It's all right. How you feeling? Not I, good. I can't wait to sleep after the show. <laughs> well, with, that, with that Cardinals game good. yesterday, going extra innings. <laughs> was that, was that, was that a, was, what? Was what they do? Uh, Cardinals won yet. Well, we're taping the show, by the way, on Thursday, just so you all know this. If you're listening either Sunday mornings at 10, Monday mornings at 6 before TMA, hey, or Mr. Defiant. wherever you get your pay. <laughs> Wait, so you've been up for 24 hours? I took maybe a two-hour nap before the show, but yesterday, because, you know, yesterday was, and by the way, again, taping the show on Thursday, but with Yadier Molina announcing that he was retiring, I was yep. actually, you know, covering the game for 590 as well as writing a game story. So with pregame, you had Jack Flaherty going on the IL. You had Yachty saying, okay, 2022 is my last season. And then, by the way, you had a game to play. Oh, man. And Yachty, yeah, he signs another one-year extension. It's going to be his last Smart. last season yeah. as, a, as a Cardinal. Really Total in Cardinal. The, in the major league. I, yeah. I was actually debating on a text chain earlier. I think Yachty or Molina is the greatest defensive catcher of all time, and I think he's probably a top 10 catcher of all time all around oh yeah definitely top 10 no question there probably top five top five all time combined yeah. offensive yeah, yeah, yeah. and defense I and mean, i just think of his ability to not only you know throw out runners but the the way he's managed pitching staffs over the years yeah right uh you know the de facto pitching coach in a lot of ways yeah. really gotten the gotten the most out of some guys who others have kind of given up on and yeah. i think that's a huge con- contribution of his plus the winning i mean they've won during his 18, 19 years, I mean, yeah. the Cardinals have been in it almost every right. season. They've won two World Series. Is it worth $9 million a year to have your knees hurt after retirement? Well, I, he seems to be ageless. I mean, he doesn't really, I mean, exactly he's had a right. few injuries over the years. Be but, worth it to me. Uh, but he plays pretty through terrible. a lot, too. Right. He plays through it. And he also, um, you know, he doesn't want to sit. He doesn't yeah. want to rest. You know, they've, he's had he's had disputes over the years when managers have tried to give him rest. He doesn't want to. He wants to play every day. All right. So what did you guys think when Yachty first came up with these neck tattoos and all that kind of stuff? You know, because he was a clean-cut Yachty. And I'm, all not a of a big, sudden, I, I'm not a big tattoo guy in he's general. He's got the neck tattoos. And the neck right? tattoos like another level yeah. of, of, you know, taking it to a level where you're just basically saying, like, I don't care. I'm going to put this on my neck and yeah, you have right. to deal with that. <laughs> I know. And pretty much over the years, a few reporters have asked, whether it's at the request of fans or on their own, what the neck tattoos mean. And yeah. Yachty's response is always just, it's personal. But I remember when Yachty first came up as a 21-year-old rookie in 2004, he literally just had one tattoo on his back. Yeah. Well, he's right. definitely, I mean, I assume he's pretty much covered from neck to toe. I mean, it looks it like, like it. Yeah. Right. I've never seen the man naked, but I can <laughs> no. imagine. But, you uh, got any tattoos, C- Smash? I have one. No, you it, don't. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what do you get? A little barbed wire under that under that t-shirt <laughs> on your on your bicep? I, 
<laughs> that would not age well. That probably would not age well. Now, That's give, the problem with, with it. Now, can I give all of you listening at home a little tip? I would smash. Go ahead and show off your tattoo because where we sit in the studio, yeah. I have zero view of smash. So Good I can you, smash, is it something you can show us? You want can you right show here. it to me now or no? I can't show you, but let me just say. Where it's placed, it is a teardrop. Oh, yeah. does that that mean you committed murder? Isn't no, that that, uh, that means, means that, someone close to you was murdered? Oh, yeah. But for me, what it means is it has not been able to ever retain or return to its original size. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Do we even want to know? <laughs> I'm, I'm mortified at see it. <laughs> I think you would be. I mean, if I saw you. Walk into a bar with a teardrop tattoo like under your eye. I'd be yeah. pretty afraid. The uh, beard, the shaved head. I mean, you're you're a pretty intimidating fellow. No, yeah, I've never thought of myself as intimidating. Well, if you had a teardrop tattoo, I think yeah, it would point. take it to another level. But uh, I don't even want to know. Where, I, I want to just back up and say I don't want to see this tattoo. You think they the make them like the at, the, at, at the five and dime stores, as they were once called? What, tattoos? Yeah, like kind of, kind of like the kids put on like unicorns and stuff. I put a, a teardrop under my eye, man. No, what you don't? I don't see it right now on your I face. I could wear a teardrop under my eye, but you have it somewhere else on your body, somewhere that's dis disclosed yeah, at the moment. Between me and okay, the I universe. Don't, I don't, don't, don't want to know. Let's shift gears. <laughs> I wanted to talk this first segment about the car industry. What you're seeing? I know this has been going on for a while now, and Smash. Oh, I know you're man. in the market for a yep, car. Yep, yep, yep. And tell us, tell us what you're seeing out there. In terms of trying to find okay. a vehicle. See, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm explaining. I understand how things go. But, for example, I was looking at an F-150 the other day. I'm, I like the Ford you trucks. You like mine. I like them all, but you I like, like mine. Ford trucks. The S-Steel Tax Motormobile. That's a really nice truck. <laughs> it it really is. is, man. And you got good signage on the side of that thing. Bravo. Uh, but a used 2018. I understand this is a King Ranch, and it's one of the bigger uh, models and all that kind of stuff was $57,000 with 40-some thousand miles on it. Now, I thought, okay, well, mileage sounds good, but $57,000, well, smash, because they knew me over there. Uh, we just can't get enough of the trucks. The chips have held us up, and, and we're just, uh, that's what trucks are costing nowadays, used. Well, yeah, and this chip is, so one. that's, that's all of these automotive, all of these manufacturers are dealing with this chip shortage, which I read an article this week that said they may not have them until 2022, maybe even 2023. And that's a, I mean, that's a national security concern. It's yep. an e economic concern. Yep. Because right now with interest rates being that's as low as they're concerned, but I mean, honestly, like, I feel like we're not really getting the whole story on this chip shortage. I mean, I'll I've tell seen you what the story. Is. All right, let's hear it. The story is most of them are made in China. And China. Or Southeast act, Asia. Yeah, China acting like, uh, oh, well, we just can't make them fast enough. Our factory blew up and all this stuff. It's control, man. It's war. One of the ways you war nowadays is through germ warfare and or economic warfare and other kinds of warfare. This is an economic warfare because people can't afford to buy trucks if they know Americans are going to buy trucks and they're going to find a way. So what's that do? It makes an American to be deeper in debt. And it's almost like the song 16 tons, you know, another day older and deeper in debt. Well, and it's causing prices to increase. We've talked exactly. about inflation on the show. I read where the average new car price is over $40,000 right yeah, now for a new car. I mean, that's well, like crazy. Like I said, $52,736 for the month of July. I mean, that's insane to think about 
that's the average. Yeah. I mean, it used to be if you talked about buying a forty thousand dollar car, that was a you yeah. know high end luxury automobile. And now, like you said, I mean, a brand new truck is going to cost you sixty five. 70,000. Oh, yeah. Right. Even the simplest SUV that you yeah. might find is going to be well over 40,000 yeah. with any kind of options at all. How do people afford that, man? It's a tough time. Debt. They afford it through debt. Through debt, yeah. That's, I mean, we're going to talk about that in our next segment. Right. But, you know, people borrow the money. You got interest yeah. rates being low. You got banks yeah. willing to loan it out. And, yeah, people rarely pay cash for vehicles. Um, yeah. You know, Dave Ramsey is a personal finance guru. I listen right. to Dave Ramsey. I mean, that's one of his big things is, you know, pay cash for cars. If yeah, you can't right. afford to buy a car, you shouldn't do it unless you can pay cash because, you know, interest rates typically on a new car, I mean, you might get 0%, but you're going to end up paying more for the vehicle. They yeah. price that into it. And and then the, automa the automotive manufacturers often have their own finance companies that do all the financing. Right. Um, used cars, you might pay anywhere from, you know, 2 to 8%, I guess, depending on your credit for for a used car. So, yeah, I think people are borrowing the money to buy the cars they don't have to put money down and it's you know and here's the deal when they can't afford to make that payment down the line all of a sudden they fall into bad credit and you ain't going to be able to buy the next car because you ain't going to get the loan right and also people are probably buying cars that are beyond their means right so then they may not have that's money the, to do other th other things where you're marketed because at. it's just so free the credit yeah, right. is so freely available for most people See, ramsey is smart man he says if you're doing a vehicle where you got to go to work every day every, every day just buy a normal type of vehicle you know when you pay that off then buy that upscale car that you can just drive around the neighborhood let's say but you got a normal vehicle and that way you're not really putting miles on a nice vehicle and thus having to get a new vehicle quicker than what you should need to get a new vehicle. But I'll tell you what, yeah, the, the shortage, I mean, <clears throat> you see it is driving up and down Manchester road, the different car dealerships yeah, right. that used to have 300 cars on the lot. I mean, yeah. I see like 30. I mean, what it, happened to that, man? Let me say there's this. a, high, there's high demand and there's low supply. Oh, I mean, that's economics one one That's going to lead to increased prices and, you know, there's just, they're just not available. Okay. And I think some of it is by design too. In fact, I was seeing that Ford actually, is looking to try to get more and more people to custom build their cars and pre-order instead of just go, sticking with the old model of, oh, go to the showroom, yeah, right. see what's on the lot, and buy from there. So that way people are building to order, and yeah. you don't have the unsold inventory well, sitting there. Well, but the problem is they still don't have the chips. Yeah. So right. they've got, I mean, what I've read is there's there are cars, thousands of cars sitting there just waiting for these chips before they can actually yeah. be put on a lot. So yeah. Crazy times. I'll tell you who doesn't have a problem mm. with things being in stock. Mm. Smash. Mm. Miller Furniture. Always. Miller Furniture. Always Proud studio sponsor of the Mark Milton Show has probably one of the biggest selections of in-stock furniture available for immediate delivery that you will find in the St. Louis area. And all what? And guess what else? American-made. A lot of American-made yep. furniture. That's why they've been able to avoid some of these supply chain issues over the last year and a half or so. Does that mean there's no chips in any of their furniture? <laughs> I, I, don't I don't think they have okay. to worry about chips from China. So right. if you're in the market for home furniture, be sure to check out Miller Furniture. You can shop in store. Three locations, conveniently located. Belleville, Lake St. Louis, and Ellisville now, 1.2 miles east of Clarkson Road. You can also shop online anytime at MillerFurniture.com. It's M-U-E-L-L-E-R Furniture.com. Smash, this is the Mark Milton Show. Yep. Broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios presented by stltaxlawyer.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about debt. We're going to talk about the national debt, and we're going to talk about this $3.5 billion new catastrophe that Congress yeah. is trying to pass. Right. 
We'll be right back.